following program are those of Coal Investment Group and its staff. Coal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning. Welcome. It's News Talk 1130 WISN, the Retirement Clinic with the Colwell Investment Group, the retirement specialists. We are on the air with your host, Aaron Kowal. Good morning. Welcome back. Good morning. It's good to be back. <laughs> In the big chair. In the big chair, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we rotate, you know, by way of background. Your father, Jeff, started this company. We should bring this up right away. We should mention this right now. We do have a guest today. Yes, we do. We've got a busy show. How many years now at the Kowal Investment Group? We've been around for 35 plus years now, been yeah. doing the show for over 20 years. So it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. We are blessed for sure. Yeah. Big part of WISN's programming. Your niche is retirement along those lines. We talk about all things associated with retirement and your plan. You've got a lot of locations around town. We'll bring all of that up today. Yeah. A lot, a lot of locations around town focused on retirement planning and business owners, um, on what you can be doing, um, for that. Cause it's, you know, we say it's just retirement planning. Well, it's not just social security and how much money should I be taking out? I mean, there's all the things, the things that go into retirement planning as well and things that could blindside you in retirement. And so our, our job is to address the things that you don't know you don't know. No, and- know what I've, I've learned over the years doing this show and just in my personal life, it's the tax implications. Oh yeah. With your retirement plan and doing things the right time when the RMDs are required, it's okay to ask for help sometimes. And if you're going to do better along the way with your savings, as a result, it's mm-hmm. a no brainer to me. Yeah, absolutely. You got to get those, the tax, uh, situation nailed down. You got to get the estate planning situation nailed down. And then the rest, uh, is can, will help take care of itself as long as you're you're monitoring on a regular basis. You gotta get those major things down because if the you know think of it about it as a pyramid, if the base has a crack in it, the whole thing could come tumbling down. Absolutely. And so that's why we use people like I shouldn't say use people, but that's why we we bring in the services of <laughs> nice segue right of guests you know uh, of of people like our guest. Today, uh, attorney, I joke, I'd say attorney at large. No, attorney, attorney at law, Mark Andringa. Uh, he's been, he's a good, good friend of mine. He's my attorney too. Um, and ha- has done a great job for, for us and for, for clients. So you know, I always say that everyone's favorite topic is themselves. So Mark, why don't you give a little bit about your background, what you do and how you help people? Well, thank you for having me on. Um, I, practice in the estate planning and probate and trust administration. Uh, I also do real estate and business work. So I work with a number of small to medium-sized businesses in the area, and I help many of those owners with their succession planning, which kind of ties in the estate planning side of my work. And I work with just many people, such as you know the clients of, of Koal Investment, um, helping them get their estates in order and organized so that you know their pyramids stay together. Yeah, yeah, and so it really, you know, it really works. We we don't know everything about everything, and so we bring in um, uh, people like Mark to help make sure that our clients are taken care of. And that's not something that people can do on their own either. And you know, they they have the whatever dot com to get. You know, to technically get wills and trusts and stuff done, but I don't know. That makes me nervous when you don't actually have an attorney 
that is fighting for you on your side that is familiar with Wisconsin state law uh, that and, and what happens if, if well what if the laws will, changed if, right will change or if there's a challenge to a trust or to a will oh when it uh, comes to estate planning I think correct me if I'm wrong Mark but you can pretty much find anything on the internet printed out sign a form and they go yeah there it is there's my, there's my will and that's the scary thing because yeah. if you do get something off the internet sometimes it'll work sometimes it won't. So you really want to go and you want to meet with somebody who has the experience um, in any state that you, you know, you're a resident of. I, I have a friend that went online to become an ordained minister. So I think of that. Just like that, Paul. As a comparison. <laughs> it's like, I respect you and I like you, but it took you five minutes to get that. And uh, it's just not quite the same, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things on the line you got to be wary of. So as I think Aaron said, the bottom line is, you know, talk to a professional, an attorney that knows the law. Yeah, don't try to do this at home. Yeah. <laughs> Just like certain fireworks. <laughs> don't try to do this at your home or you'll end up burning yourself. Well, I hate to say, especially now times, but it, it, it's been volatile, right? The, yeah. the markets yeah. uh, coming off of COVID, where are we headed? Uh, there's a lot of factors that go into your retirement. When do you retire? Well, there's and, been court decisions and law changes and all kinds of things that. You know, even as an advisor, it's hard to keep up on what's going on, you know, out there. So, you know, I do want to uh, uh, start talking about this. I brought this up on the show, uh, you know, in the in the past, but I, I think having Mark here uh, is is a benefit to discuss this. But smart money moves to make while you're still mentally sharp, because you know clients want what they want, and people want it, want their their assets to flow through to who they want it to go to. Um, but if you wait too long and your cognitive abilities take a downturn, that's going to be uh, pretty difficult. So I have a white paper here. If anybody's interested uh, in it, uh, I'm happy to get it out to them. Just reach out to us you know, at thekowalway.com. You mean this? This, that? this yes, that this, I handed to it's you. It's an yes. actual piece of paper I can hold and I can read, and, and I, I can will, get it from you guys. Yep, it's it's. Real quick, two pages, you know, one one page double sided, Paul. It is. It's, it's a very if it, nice if read. something's too long, no one's gonna read it. Yeah, so, so we're gonna kinda start out with this smart money move topic for yep, today. Smart money moves to make while you're still mentally sharp. I'm gonna read some of it and then I'm very curious on Mark's comments on this. Uh, so as we age, we tend to lose some of our cognitive abilities and that in turn can cause us to make financial decisions that aren't in our best interests. Commonly, people experience a degradation of financial decision-making abilities and, quote, mental sharpness beginning sometime in their late 60s or 70s. When you consider that there are some 10,000 Americans turning 65 every day, and all the baby boomers will hit that age by 2030, the issue of cognitive decline and its potential impact on wealth is truly serious. So here are some action steps that we can, that we can do. Number one is start early. The idea, you don't want to be thinking about this when you're 75, be like, oh, I should really try to figure this stuff out. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times it might be too late. The ideal, the, the ideal time to be thinking about how to protect your assets from the impact of cognitive decline is well in advance of when the need arises. Based on, based on data, that means during our late 40s or early 50s for most of us. You can't make a legally binding will or set up other documents like power of attorney and trusts unless you're considered to be of sound mind. Mark, do you, have you ever run into that where you can't even do anything with someone because they've had a, a decline in their abilities? I have. I've had a couple occasions in my career that I've met with um, clients, and I don't believe, based on the answers to the different questions that I've asked them, I don't believe they were capable of, 
understanding and signing a new legal a legal document such as a will or a power of attorney. I mean, how do you even have that that discussion with them? Be like, sorry, I don't think that you're with it enough to be able to to do this. What do you do then? Well, quite often they're with family because if they're having that kind of trouble, they're oftentimes coming in with their different family members that are helping care for them. And you're explaining to the family members and to the client that that you have concerns about their ability to understand the document. And then you obviously and then I also tell them because of that I'm not comfortable signing documents with them and that there's not much I can do for them, unfortunately, because I don't believe that they're they're capable of of signing a legally binding document. Are there other instances not to get too like I mean there's so many things that happen in life, but a severe car accident, you're in could be in a coma, you could be under the effects of something after a recent surgery, right? Are you of sound mind and body in that case, if you're in a hospital bed? It all depends. I've, on a few occasions, I've gone up to meet with people at the hospital, and you know what, quite often what it is is that it's somebody that has, unfortunately, a terminal condition. And um, fortunately, many times when I meet with those people, they're able to express what their desires are, they know what's going on, but unfortunately, there's, you know, they're, they have a situation which they know that time's not long and that they need assistance being making sure their, fina- their final affairs are in order. In the state plan, right? In a state plan, and we, could, we put that in, uh, in place. The people that have those types of accidents, quite often, they're not able to do anything. Well, and then it's too late. So this could, without sounding harsh, this can be prevented. It can. And, you know, it's, um, it's a very good thing that you bring up here and you talk about uh, people doing this before they have cognitive problems. Mm-hmm. We are finding more and more people coming in bringing their children in at age 18. Um, I did it for my own. So I have two children that are, um, are right now in college and when they turned age 18, I brought them into the office and we signed up powers of attorney for healthcare, powers of attorney yeah. for finances. A POA, you hear, and, and that's enough for them at that age. They don't have kids, they're not married, right? Yeah, I mean, you could do a will for them. Um, but under Wisconsin law, if they didn't have a will, their assets are passed out a certain way, most likely to their parents, and that's quite oftentimes what they would most likely do in their will. Um, and, and at age 18, most children don't have much at that point in time that you're concerned about getting covered under a will. But not too long after that, they should be looking at something you know, as far as estate planning goes with wills. Yeah, it, it sounds kind of, what really 18 they need in a state plan in your case a power of attorney. Oh yeah. Uh, cuz they're legally an adult. And and so when the kids are at school, yeah. I've had a couple of clients that have come in and said, "Mark, I got a call from my child. They needed some health care um, at school." And then I called the hospital and they wouldn't give me any information. And I said, "You're right. They're age 18 now. They they, the hospital can't give you that information anymore, and your children have to sign off on authorization forms to do that. And so, they're you know these children or what they you know now they're adults mm-hmm. need to have these legal documents put in place. And you it's also, amazing, even if they're on their parents' health insurance, that the parents can't get information to help to help them. Right, which we can keep our kids on. I know this because of experience yeah. until age 26. Right. It was frustrating for me. I had the same thing, Aaron. I was trying to you know, figure out with medical bills and some different things. So I was calling some of the providers and they said, we can't talk to you because you're, you know, because the patient is an adult and you're not 
on their authorized documentation here for us to discuss. And it's the minute you, you turn 18, so if you're 17, 16, 15, you're the parent and you can make the decision for them. Until, Once you're eight, until 18, and then they become an adult. Something to consider, something to talk to somebody about it before the segment's over. And I think we got you the entire hour, right, Mark? You're not I'm going anywhere. Out. No, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, because I hear rumors are spreading that there's a sexy segment you might be involved in later in the show. This is our weekly. When he's here, it's extra sexy, Paul. <laughs> extra sexy. Aaron Kowal, the host, WISN's Retirement Clinic, uh, attorney Mark Andringa uh, joins us today. Are you an estate planning attorney? Is that the proper way to describe you? Yes, I'm an estate planning attorney. And along with that, I also do real estate work and, and corporate work. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he does an excellent job uh, for us and for, for our clients. Um, you know, back, back to the, the, the white paper here. The, the next uh, – there's there's uh, four or five action steps total I want to cover today. But you know, number two is simplify your financial life. Consider consolidating disparate accounts under one roof. For example, you might place most of all your investments with one trusted financial advisor uh, or merge multiple bank accounts into one. You know, This clutter reduction not only help you, but it also might help someone else if they're trying to track down all of your, uh, all of your, your assets. I have a client that is going through that with an uncle that is – it's all over. The uncles just signed random things. There's CDs opened in one place, annuities opened in another, and it's just it's just a mess. And so they're trying to track that all down. Best at least list it somewhere that you have these, but it can be pretty difficult. Um, you know, third, have clarifying conversations with with family and advisors. This is I think important. Death is. I don't know, death and public speaking are up there on fears, and no one wants to talk about it. It causes anxiety. You might stress that family members aren't going to agree with you. It's awkward. So, what do you do? You avoid it. You You procrastinate. Avoid. You don't sit down, and then words on a page mean a lot different than words spoken with inflection and looking at you eye to eye. Uh, so sit down with people you want to help navigate through life if your capacity will become diminished. Identify who will help you make financial, health care, and other decisions if there's a serious mental or physical health issue. Then you get you know, kids fighting over, well, mom would want this or dad would want this. Well, take all that out of their hands. Um, well, how about this, and, Mark? Uh, mom told me she wanted this done. You know, this is after they pass or dad or grandfather or whoever it is. Is if well, it's not, in let's writing. talk to the Ouija board and have a seance and figure out yeah. what mom wants. Yeah, in other well. words, I think we're talking get everything in writing specifics, right? You do want that, and you're you're seeing litigation out there about well, mom said this, and she wants she wanted that, and to your point, it's not in writing, and now you you have this issue potentially of whether the family's going to uh, have a litigation over the matter. Yeah, which is you don't want it to come to that. No, right? no. The more you can get down in writing and working with a professional to have that done, the better off you are. Yeah, I mean, death is already emotionally a very oh. stressful time in people's lives. Yeah, it's it's emotional. Things are said that shouldn't be said around any stressful event, yeah. and, and the death, especially unexpected death of uh, of someone. That's you know that that's huge. Or um, you know, or an event that causes them to be incapacitated, you know, in some way that could be. Uh, just a nightmare for a family have to deal with, especially if there's some strong personalities in there. You said have a clarifying conversation with your family and advisors, so you include somebody like Mark, and it's somebody from the Koal Investment Group. Yeah. You get things in right. You get that documented. plan sure done. Documented. So that, you know, we all take notes on what's going on, so you know, we, we try to eliminate as much of, no, 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 that's not what we meant, as 
you know, as much as possible. And so try to get it, you know, have the legal documents done, which, uh, which leads to the next action step is set up or review important legal documents. Here's where your intentions meet up with execution. Some of the key documents you should consider having in place in the event uh, that you experience serious, I can't talk, serious physical, which is great for the radio, uh, physical or cognitive de decline are obvious, such as a will, but others are often too over, are too often overlooked or never updated. These are huge. And, you know, we're talking, going back to the 18-year-olds, uh, you know, durable power of attorney for finances. It allows you to appoint one or more people to manage your financial assets if necessary. Healthcare directives. Take it out of the hands. I don't want my wife... I don't want my mom. I don't want my dad. I don't want you know my daughters to fight over. Well, this is what dad wants. No, he wants to be kept alive. No, he wants to pull the plug. You know, I don't. That's something that that they don't need to be that, fighting. And over, that's what you know? I. This does happen. I mean, it draws. It can instead of drawing the family together at the time of death, right? And and mourning and grieving, you, you're squabbling. You, you yeah. want to avoid that. Yeah, yeah. Where the, you know then it can be. It can be rough. And then, you know, living trust. A revocable living trust can allow you to name a successor trustee who can take control of the assets uh, in the trust if you become mentally or physically incapacitated. I don't know if you wanted to add anything to all this, uh, Mark, uh, about the legal documents or the conversations. Well, you're also seeing that people are doing what they call living wills, also known as declaration of physicians. And it's a directive. You don't even have your healthcare agent involved. It's a directive right to the healthcare provider that under the following circumstances, don't provide me with artificial, to pro prolong my life on artificial means. Uh, don't provide me with feeding tube. And it's a, it's another added document that I'm, I'm using more now along with the power of attorney for healthcare so that people can let their wishes be known as you've mentioned and and provide that to the family let them know that you've done these different documents in some cases you've named them as agents on such as the powers of attorney for financial matters and healthcare provide them with these documents or let them know where those important documents are if that time comes when you can't make decisions for yourself, they know where to find them. Now, just think of the peace of mind that should, I think, give everybody involved, right? We got it done. Uh, God forbid something happens. Um, one thing certain in life is death and taxes, right? Yep. We're, we're all going to pass. So be prepared. And I think it helps your family as well. And what about religious wishes, too? Like, you know, I'm Catholic. And if I want to be buried a certain way or treated a certain way in assisted living or hospice. Uh, you know, is there, and let's say my, my kids are, you know, Catholic to and believe, but you know, let's say I grew up and they're not, and, and they have different ideas about how, how it should be. Can you say follow Catholic teaching on this or can you put something in like that? You can, but what's you, also nice is by the people that you're appointing yeah, and the people that you trust, such as your spouse or your children, if they know those wishes, they can follow those wishes based on the powers that you've already given to them under those documents. Even if they disagree with the, those wishes, well, then we've seen that where it's like mom wants to have the you know, wants to be kept on kept alive forever on whatever. And you know, the famous like Terry was it Terry Schiavo, the famous yeah. case one down in Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're right, um, Aaron. You can add more language yeah. into those documents about your special wishes. Um, sure. Under what circumstances? So those can be added to the powers of attorney for healthcare. Okay. Uh, it's I mean, and get it in writing, get it done, get that estate plan done. Mark, this is what you do, right? As an estate planning attorney, and I know it's like that simple. The foundation, the POA, which you mentioned, your, your kids got done. Minded too, by the way, both my daughters. Uh, power of attorney. It doesn't even cost that much to get this stuff done. 
you know, and it's an excellent document to have, and you can hold on to those documents. You know, God forbid something bad happens, but you'll have it in place, and it'll be there for you to be able to use. And if you don't have it, you end up having guardianship. And I will tell you that doing a guardianship, whether it's for a young person or an old person, it's a it's a process. You have to go through the court system. It's not cheap, and then it may not. You know, the control that you have to get to a third party, you've now taken out of your hands and given it to, you know, to the, more or less to the courts. What about the word I hear all the time, probate? Now, probate's not the worst thing in the world, but mm-hmm. there are ways for us to do things with your estate plan to avoid probate. Yep. So we can talk, you know, there are different things such as naming beneficiaries on different um, assets or accounts. Um, you can do that with real estate. You can do that with accounts such as like at the COAL yep. offices working with their clients. They are able to set up beneficiary designations on IRA accounts, even on the general investment accounts. And you work with, as Aaron's mentioned, you work with all of the advisors on the best way to set those different beneficiaries up and to set up the titling even of the accounts, whether they're in your individual names or they may be in your revocable trust. And yet, wouldn't you agree, Mark? We, I know we got to take a quick break. The Retirement Clinic with the Kowal Investment Group, Aaron Kowal, hosts the show with the estate planning attorney, Mark Andringa, in studio. That most Americans don't have an estate plan by most, over 50%. Would that be true? You know, I've heard that. I've not looked up that recently, but I did hear that the percentage is fairly high that of people that just don't have estate plans. So, yes, I think you're correct, Paul. And that yeah. you brought up a good point, Aaron. You might have an IRA here, 401k there. You got investments and who's got the account numbers and, and now they passed away. Yeah. You can't ask them anymore. It's, it's too late. It's too late. And then, you know, it kind of leads me to the last point in the, in the white paper is compile key documents and other important financial information. If someone eventually needs to help in making financial decisions on, on your behalf, it's best to make it easy for them to step into that role. To that end, start compiling a comprehensive inventory of your key financial information. This is interesting too. You can create a digital file uh, or folder keep, or keep hard copies. But the, but here's some things. Uh, this is why I say it's interesting. Obviously, your assets and your liabilities, beneficiary designation on qualified plans and IRAs, uh, insurance, digital information too, like your you know your your Apple ID password, because uh, I know people bought a lot of movies and bought the, the you know, music and digital those digital. Well, what about bank account? Everything passwords account. for all of your personal yeah. stuff. Yeah, uh, the location of your birth certificate, uh, certificates of marriage or divorce, um, up to date, location of the most up to date will with an original signature, uh, and copies of any business succession plans. So, um, you know, there's a lot to keep in mind, but there's a lot you can do if it really isn't that much effort and, and that much expense compared to, uh, if you screw it up, it'd be really expensive and a lot more effort to fix it than it would be to prevent it. Yeah, and you're doing that at the time you should be grieving and have other issues on your mind, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So get it, get that estate plan done. I know we're going to talk more. We'll come right back. Who's got the boss segment for, um, Mark Andringa does today. Oh, we're going to talk to Mark and he's going to, He's going to do the boss segment. What's that about? Business owners, savings, and security. One other feature in the show later in the hour, the sexy segment about wealth management and preservation. And Aaron Kowal, along with our guest, Mark Andringa, will be doing all of that. A quick break on WISN, the retirement clinic. Check out thekowalway.com or call their office. It is 262-522-4040. We'll be right back. 
talking 1130. WISN, the Cowell Investment Group. You know, before we get into the actual business, the boss segment is for business owners, Aaron. And we've got our guest, state planning attorney Mark Andringa in studio, who's going to help Aaron and assist him in the boss segment today. Before we get to that, just a little more contact information if you want to follow up about the show and have questions about wills and trusts and all the stuff we're talking about with our guest today, 262-522-4040, thekowalway.com, great resource, uh, world headquarters in Waukesha, Wisconsin. You are in Racine, recently added the Heartland location, Aaron. Yeah. Phoenix, Arizona. You're up in my neck of woods, Osaki County. You're in Port Washington. Yep. It's a beautiful little town on the lake, right? So clients are scattered all over the place, literally. This segment is for the business owners that are listening, but it it has a lot to do with what we're talking already on the show. Yeah, yeah, it it really does. Um, And so the the shows for everybody, this... You know, the boss segment, you know, business owner savings and securities, uh, and security. Um, you know, and so uh, Mark does a lot of work with business owners with um, with their estate planning, with with planning. And so I, I wanted to pick his brain a little bit you know, about what what are some things they need to be aware of, especially you know uh, business owners that have family in the business. So it's particularly interesting to me since. I'm in a family business, you know, and um, some have. What, what about the different combinations? Some have all their kids are in the business. Some like mine, you know, it's just my brother and, and me. I'm obviously in the business. My brother is not, has no interest in the business either, although he'd be really good at it. Um, you know, so uh, what's, you know, what are some topics or what are some things that you're seeing out there, Mark? Well, and this kind of carries over from what we were talking about earlier. The, you know, people need to meet with their advisors and and really plan for what's going to happen when they're not around anymore. And with the succession, you know, we do succession planning for business owners. Many times they have one or more of their children involved in the business. And if you have, if you have more than one child, but only one of them is involved in the business, how are you going to pass your business on? Are you going to give it to that one child? Are all the children going to be involved? That's a tough one. It's a really difficult one. <laughs> I don't know. One. Every family, every business is different. Every family's got different dynamics to it, right? So and Some people want to keep it equal, but equal isn't always fair. Right. Fair is not always equal. And... Well, Aaron, I hate to use you as a guinea pig, but let's, let's do it. Let's do oh, it. Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> your, your dad, Jeff Kowal, right, started the Kowal Investment Group. Yeah. You've been there forever. <laughs> not to date yeah, you. Yeah, 17 years. Okay. Uh, and so your brother, far. Adam, is not, right? He's, He's not involved. You're exactly. He's not in the industry. He doesn't work for the company. Maybe he will one day. We don't want to say anything. <laughs> I, I've met Adam. Good guy, right? Oh, he's a great guy. But he's not I in would the drive business. Him, I would drive him nuts. So I think, Mark, <laughs> this is fairly typical with many family businesses. It is, and it's a very difficult subject to bring up. It's, it's a difficult one for those parents that have that business to sit down with other family members and tell them what they want to do as far as whether they're going to pass the business on to that one family member or whether they're going to share it amongst everyone. And they have to look at what's best not only for their family, but what's best for the business. Because the great thing about many of my business clients is they're they're not, you know, their their employees are their family too. And so they they look at what's best not only for their family, their immediate, you know, blood family, but they also look what's best for their employees and the longevity of the business and that too. So they try to figure out what's, you know, 
do they pass it on to that child? Do they pass it on to all the different children? They meet with myself. Uh, they meet with their other financial advisors, and we all come up with a plan that they think will work best with the family. And then the next important step is, if you can, you want them to sit down with the family and explain it to them so it's not a surprise later on. And how many family members are to be a part of this? I mean, like, do you bring spouses in? Sometimes they bring spouses in. Many times, you know, it just depends on how close that family yeah, unit that's is. That's what I mean. Every family is different, and you just have to treat it. Uh, well, as, a as, lot of times, is it the spouses of the family, of the, the second generation that causes issues? Or is it a lot of times both? Or Because I've, you know, I've, like, I've seen it where... The second generation is like, yeah, whatever. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll work, you know. But their spouses are like, uh, uh-uh, uh, not over my dead. But they're but they're not involved in. Yeah, see, that I, that does get difficult. And maybe there's let's say there's five six kids in a family, and only one is involved, or maybe two out of the five are in the family business. Don't they call it a business succession plan? Is that what we're referring to? It's a business to? succession plan, and you're talking about. You know, what What are we going to do about passing on that wealth of the family? Is there other wealth that we can give to the other family members if, in fact, we're going to give the business to those one or two children? So we look at all those different dynamics of the family and of the business and of the other assets, and we try to come up with the best plan that works for, you know, it's ultimately my client are the parents, and I'm helping them do what they want to do. And yes, there are outside influences, but... At the end of the day, they they tell you what it is that they want done, and they're looking for help and ideas from people such as myself and from Aaron. I know Aaron works with mm-hmm. you know a number of clients that have yep. family businesses, and and he and Jeff and others in their office are are quite often being asked for assistance with these things. You know, it's tough. You get find yourself in the middle of a it could be a family squabble, and it's not one that you want to be. <laughs> yeah, it's, other... gotta, it's a very delicate situation. Yeah, yeah. and yet you got to do what's best for what the business, like you said, the clients or the parents. In this, you know, this case that we're talking about, hypothetically, what's at stake? Right, the business, the future of it, and their estate plan. Yes, the kids are important, but you've got to whose best interest is this for? And it, I don't know. Uh, that could that could if it's not done right, could get ugly fast. It can, and you have many different factors. You also then start thinking about taxes. And, you know, with the estate tax, um, depending on what level the estate tax is um, and what they have for overall wealth, you're trying to figure out, too, what's best for their estate plan to be able to pass that wealth on to the next generation uh, yeah, or, or even generations after that. And in this case, we're talking about business because it's the boss segment, but Aaron, the same goes for the house, right? When mom and dad pass away, the house is usually it's inherited. Now who's getting it? Yeah. Now is it split up? What are we doing with it? Are we selling it? Are we flipping it? Is is the older brother, you know, John moving in and it's his or you got to get this on paper? Oh, you got to get it on paper. You got to have people know because I mean, I've seen it um, several times that it's, it is, uh, Really, just there's just so much animosity built up then that over, um, o- over what's going on with with a house. I mean, some people really want a house. Some people grew up hunting there or go if it's a up mm. north or emotional it, attachment. Yeah, there's right? emotional. Well, attachment. business too. That's an emotional attachment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So it could be anything from you know dad's special hammer that he had to 
to the business with with all kinds of emotions, you know, tied into it. So, um, you know, there's a lot of things to you know things to consider. Like I wouldn't, you know, if I, I try to put myself in the client's shoes and say well, what what I want in that situation, and bring in others to have, really help do the heavy lifting, and getting the planning done, uh, the planning done right. Um, Mark, how far in advance of, well, not necessarily like a, a sale, but when should they be having these conversations? Because you, you know, we talked earlier about uh, cognitive abilities and about you know age. I mean, should this be something that is when you're in your seventies, be talking with your kids about this, or starting as early as you know when the kids are are adults and they know what they're going to be doing? You know, we talk about it when they're when they're minors. We, you know, depending on the business, you know, we have clients that. You start out a business, and not all businesses are successful. So, are you right away setting up trusts and things for you know for that business, not knowing what the future will be? Um, that's not always the case. But we have many clients that have had businesses for many years, and those businesses are continuing to grow. And we look to try to start transferring that value of that business out because as it continues to grow, it only grows wealth in one person's, you know, or a husband and wife's estate. And we look to say, well, if you want other family members to share in this, we could start to spread that out. And that helps from an estate tax standpoint. Um, so we work with those parents on setting up the right type of estate plan to even maintain control while that's all happening. So you can get pretty complicated with the estate plan, but but you're helping the family in the long run, not only the parents, but the children and the other generations, hopefully to keeping that family together, as you've mentioned, because sometimes when, especially when the parents aren't around anymore, you can have that animosity between the family and you're hoping to avoid that. That could last for years too. Those it can re- last the rest of their lives. Yeah. I've seen families never talk to each other again. Oh man. I mean, th- that is, that's sad, especially if something can be done. As simple as get it in writing. Okay, I got to ask both of you. Have you seen Grand Torino with Clint Eastwood? A long time ago. When it there, came out. There's a scene where they're reading the will. And I've been told by many attorneys that that really, it's in the movies. It doesn't happen in real life. Where they gather the family and there's an attorney behind and he's reading the will. And you're absolutely right. It's in the movies. It's in the movies. <laughs> well, anyway, I don't want to do a spoiler alert. Uh, but well, how long has the movie been? Out, Twenty years? It's about eh, close fifteen years. Maybe, yeah. uh, I think he directed and produced like he does in back in the day. Anyway, when he was busier than now, he's old. Clint Eastwood was getting old, but the movie's excellent, right? Yes. But he's got a car, Grand Torino. Well, needless to say, the family, his son, and spoiled kid, just spoiled grandchildren, he doesn't like at all. It right. makes it obvious throughout the whole movie. They think they're getting everything. At the reading of the will, it doesn't go to them. Right. And they're shocked. You know, right. I, and they were just all selfish. And oh, I, I thought I was going to get his car. Well, well, he didn't give it to him, right? He gave it to the neighbor kid who he befriended. Yeah. That was your spoiler alert. Who he wasn't a big fan of to begin with either, right? Exactly. When he first met him. Yeah. Well, point in the movie, they bonded. They became yeah. very close. So he left his car, his beloved Gran Torino, to him. Watch the movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. I just had to ask. Because those are the, yeah, we see this on the movies all the time. Very dramatic. Mark likes <laughs> to do it dramatic. He's got lighting and everything set up in his office, just like the movies, you know? Well, now I'm You're a pretty dramatic that, right? guy, right, Mark? Yeah. Pressure is on. <clears throat> right. So, attorney, estate planning attorney Mark Andringo is our guest. Andringa, right? That's how you pronounce it? Yes. I got it right the second time. Talking about estate plans, wills, trust, probate. Aaron Kowal, your host, today's uh, retirement clinic right here in WISN. If you want to reach out, let's give out all the contact information. Let's say I got a question for 
or mark on estate planning? Do I go through COAL? Do, what do I do? Well, yeah, of course you can go through COAL, but you can also go right to Mark uh, directly. So, Mark, why don't you give your contact information so people can reach out to you directly? So our number at our office is 262-542-4278, and that's Kramer, Maltoff, and Hamas. And we're located in Waukesha. Oh, you're, you're in Waukesha. Fantastic. Waukesha. So uh, your company, the COAL investment group yes. who by the way does market updates we should mention monday through friday in wisn twice a day during the mark belling late afternoon show yeah so we've been doing that for ever since the mid 90s ish right yeah i yeah. would say over yeah that's about right i think so yeah. I, I always remember the history of this show where it was 9 11 yeah 9 11 happened and then we were delayed a week because of full coverage so um and my dad started the show the saturday before 9-11. And then pause for a week because I think we're... Yeah. yeah. Interesting time to be coming back. To, very. To be very new starting a radio show. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, when no one knew what was going on at the time. But, yep. but I think he started doing um, uh, market updates uh, in the mid-90s. Like yeah, before. Yeah, like well that. before the radio show started. Yeah. So, yeah, the Retirement Clinic on WISN every Saturday, 10 to 11, with Aaron Cole and Paul Cronforce. We'll take a quick break. The sexy segment coming up next. It's about wealth management and preservation, and both Mark and Aaron are going to be doing that today. Stick around. The sexy segment on WISN, the retirement clinic with the Kowal Investment Group. Aaron Kowal, our guest today, estate planning attorney Mark Andringa, is going to help us with today's sexy segment. Oh yes, absolutely. You know, it is a sexy segment, Paul. When you come, when you have trusts. Couldn't be any sexier than that. And you have life insurance. Don't have anything sexier than that. You combine them. That's where we're gonna what we're gonna talk about. So it's called an eyelet. Mark, why don't you take it away? Tell us what what these are, when they should be used, and um, and the strategy around that. Well, oftentimes when you have people that have you know substantial assets, you know I know this one's based kind of like if you have a million dollars or more and. Quite often when people have that type of wealth, they also are having one or more life insurance policies. And with a married couple, they most likely both have life insurance policies. And when you add that life insurance with the rest of their assets, you have to be careful that, you know, if you have, you know, if you have too much, you could potentially run into some estate taxes. Now, right now, the exemption is very high. Um, the exemption is $12,060,000 per person. So between a husband and wife, that's $24,120,000. Now, the, the, the problem, though, is, is that with every administration uh, or every turn of the Congress, we keep seeing the estate tax being revisited. And if you remember the platform in the last election, they were talking about a $3.5 million exemption. So we're three days away from the midterms. Yeah. And so, and so depending on what all happens, um, you never know where that estate tax exemption is going to be at. So right now, people might say, well, the exemption's so high. Why do I need to worry about this? If I die with that life insurance, I'll have plenty of exemption. Well, that may not be the case. We don't know what the exemption will be when you do pass away. And with life insurance, there's an, there are... There's these trusts that you can set up called Irrevocable Life Insurance Trusts. And they're not for everybody, but it's something that you always want to take a look at. Another acronym, ILIT. ILIT, yep. Irrevocable Life Insurance Trust, right? And so with that, we, we um, explore that possibility where we can remove that um, with very little, I'll call it, effect on your estate 
um, as far as moving it out of your estate into this irrevocable trust, and then under the right circumstances, um, have it not be includable in your estate for estate tax purposes when you pass away. And um, the, you know, the, the premiums you pay into this trust, um, there are certain notices you give out to the beneficiaries and everything's done correctly, you can move out a million dollar life insurance policy and not have it be includable for a very small amount of your lifetime exemption, as we call it. So people do that quite often to to uh, get as many as much of their assets out of their estate as they can, and this is a is this is one way of doing that. Man, the tax ramifications in estate oh, planning. Yeah. That's why I mentioned it at the beginning of the show. That's what I take away from all of these programs. Well, what's the estate tax right now? I mean, it's uh, the the estate over the the exemptions. You're you're gonna get hammered, and then the, the the last selection cycle is three and a half percent. What was the estate tax? Do you know? Do you the remember estate the tax? The the rate is forty percent. Yeah. So if you're oh. over the twelve million sixty thousand, now as I mentioned, not many people are. But that's right. But, but still. But it's still, and and they yeah. have to understand that if you own a life insurance policy, if you own it, that million dollars when you you know you die, or if you have a larger life insurance policy, that's includable in your estate. Yeah. So you know people have to understand that life insurance, depending on how it's owned, can be includable in the person's estate when they pass away. That that's huge. Um, Especially I if it's a surprise that that you know, to the next generation or to a spouse. Yeah. You, well, you, wait, wait. Say that again. You said what? What? Forty percent. Forty percent. Well, it's been that's... much higher in the past too. Uh, what was? I mean, it was. It wasn't like fifty or fifty-five percent. Right, it was bracketed. Um, yeah. They used to have it bracketed years ago, and to be honest, I, it's been like a while since the, what industry. that was. But, but again, these things, higher. like you said, can change, right? With a new Congress or whatever that they, you know they come up with a. A new law, and now it's changed. Yeah. Exactly. This is why you want to work with an advisor, right? You yep. want to work with attorneys, estate yep. planning attorneys like Mark Andringa. A quick break. We're going to come back with final comments. How do I reach out to these guys at Cowell Investment Group? Or if you heard some estate planning issues you've got questions on, stay tuned. The Retirement Clinic on WISN. We'll be right back. Okay, we're wrapping up today's retirement clinic, and we start with you, Mark. Estate planning attorney Mark Andringa has been our guest. Thanks for your time. How do I reach out with questions? If you have any questions, please give me a call at 262-542-4278, and ask for Mark Andringa, and they will patch you through to me. And you, where's the firm again? We are on the corner of Racine and 59 in Waukesha. Right in Waukesha, you've got a location for the Cowell Investment Group there as well? Yeah, a little further north, but yeah, we're right in Waukesha off 164. Uh, yeah, find us online at thekowalway.com. Uh, find us also on Twitter and Facebook. Connect with us on LinkedIn uh, and with me personally on LinkedIn. We'd love to to continue this conversation. So, and, if, and again, if you want that uh, white paper, please feel free to uh, reach out to us and we can get it's that for re- you. It's a piece of paper. I've had it's it the actual, entire show. Yes. And we covered actual, a lot exactly. of this on the program. So if I want, want the white paper, just call you just, guys. Yeah, call, reach out. 262-522-4040 or thekowalway.com. Aaron Kowal, thank you so much. Thank you. Time. Have a great weekend. Oh, I will. You too. And uh, we're back next Saturday, of course, 10 a.m. Saturday mornings, the Retirement Clinic here in WISM Milwaukee. Kowal Investment.